Yo, people, what's up, what's up, what's up? It's your boy. Welcome to another episode of Switch Done with me, Paul Logboy. I think this is episode 24. Yes, episode 24. Hope you all are doing well out there. Thank you for joining me and supporting this podcast. And like I said, this is a podcast where we talk about anything and everything on my mind this week. But yeah, I hope everyone is doing well. I uh, hope your mental health is doing good. I know life is a bit hard right now with a couple of things happening around the world. But hope you all are doing well out there. And thank you for listening to this episode. Um, yeah, we don't want to start with this episode. Um, I'll just start with a little recap. So my birthday was um, not that long ago. And I actually worked on my birthday. I tend to end up working on my birthday, especially when it's on a weekday. Trying to save my holidays, you know. <laughs> Trying to save them holidays up. Um, but yeah, I had a nice dinner. My girlfriend was over. Uh, maybe a nice seafood dinner. Really did appreciate that on my birthday. But then she had something planned for the weekend, which was the weekend that just went past. And um, yeah, it was amazing. Had a nice, good time. We went out, had breakfast. Me, I love my breakfast. But then going out to go have breakfast outside is good. It was a nice adventure. I mean, went around, had a couple of drinks, was around like Shoreditch and kind of like city area. And uh, she had something planned for the evening, which I spent the whole day trying to guess what it was. <laughs> and I kind of nearly got it once in a while, but um, nah, it was amazing. She um, she took me to watch a show that I've been wanting to watch for a while right now, The Book of Moments. And whew, what a show it was. What a show it was. Definitely some, definitely not a show that I would take my mom to to go watch. <laughs> because her Christianity, you know what I mean? God fearing side is going to want to bitch slap the shit out of me and like literally burn the whole building down. But but no, the show was amazing. Um, just, just the way it makes you think, just the whole sat, uh, satire side of it. It was amazing. I was cracking up throughout the whole show. It, it was a blast. I'm not going to lie. It was a blast. And... Before we got to the show, over over the over the years we've talked about me and my girlfriend we talked about how she's she's gone to watch the show before and the first time she went to go see it, she was quite uncomfortable because of some of the jokes that were being made, but mostly of the reaction of the people in the room, <laughs> mostly white people making the reaction to some of the jokes that were being made. Uh but me going into the show, I was cracking up like mad. It was it was just crazy. Just because I come from a very, very, very Christian background. Um family's catholic and i mean it's very strong in there but being able to sit in a room whereby these jokes were being made i was entertained i was really entertained i really enjoyed it but that wasn't the end of the that wasn't the end of it all man like we got there and then we noticed that the the comedy store was next door to us so we were like oh let's see now i mean let's see if we can get tickets so let's see what shows are on today and just as the book of moments show was ending there was going to be the evening event um, at the comedy store. And I was like, you know, we decided, like, you know what, let's go. Let's go see if we can get tickets, we go. And we just continued the night. And I think this was around, um, I think it was like, I can't remember what time exactly it was, but it was quite late. And I have to say, that was the best idea we had all night to go because it took, it, took, it took a day that was already so fun. And it just catapulted it to the roof <laughs> all the way all the way to this maybe the roof is in the white word but it was we had a blast we had a blast i have to say the comedy <laughs> the comedy store because for me this is i think this is my second life ever comedy show 
the first comedy show I actually saw live was the Dave Chappelle when it came to London a few years ago. And that for me, with Dave Chappelle, just the way the thinking and all that kind of stuff. I know not, not, not everyone is a fan of Dave Chappelle. It is what it is. I'm not here to debate with people who are a fan or not. Take it as you take it as you take it. Well, for me, I love the show he put on. And to be honest, I, I, I still watch his comedy shows. Though, though some of the controversial side of it, I'm open to talks, I'm open to debates, I'm open to all of that stuff. But going to this, coming to the store, it was amazing. It was just, it was just a blast. For me, the standard person, find him on Instagram if you want to, if you want to get entertained. His name is Babatunde Aleshe. And the reason why is just, this guy made, like, I could, I could, no, I mean, like, I could correlate, I could kind of understand what he was saying. You know what I mean? Because as a Nigerian that was born in London, but like, but grew up in London and all that kind of stuff. So, I, I could just find some of his stories. I, I could kind of like understand and gel with them. So it was great. The night was amazing. We had fun. And for me, that was that was something I needed. It wasn't until when I got to that day that I knew what I needed of just having this, just being able to kind of like switch off. Because coming back from holiday, everything just kind of felt like a rush on me. But then being able to kind of switch off and just enjoy and just and just laugh my ass out. Just just laugh, continuous laughter the day. It was amazing. I really needed that. And that's why I appreciate my girlfriend. She definitely turned up for me. And yo, I can't wait for I, I can't wait for any other time that we go. I'm definitely gonna make another stop at the comedy store not too long from now. And just kind of explore and just entertain entertainment shows and stuff like that. I know sometimes it could be a bit of a distraction from the fuckery that's going on around the world but we need it we need it but yeah so that's kind of like being my stuff and then we'll be just back to work and just you know how it goes adulting at its finest <laughs> spend a couple of hundred pounds and i'm a couple of hundreds on my on my car mot and service and that shit is hitting me hard kind of hurt inside right now <laughs> but yeah it's been good it's been good on my side i'm thankful no, i mean i can't really complain much I just keep pushing just keep pushing out there but to the meats and crocs of today's episode, off the back of last episode, I did touch on something I wanted to kind of talk about in this episode. And just my reflection. And to be honest, it's crazy how things play out before, even though I'm thinking about something, if I give it two, three weeks, something plays out that kind of affirms whatever I was thinking of wanting to talk about in, a, in another episode. And I was kind of thinking about the whole Ukraine conflict, the Ukraine and Russia conflict right now, and how it's playing, it's playing its course with the with inflation, inflation we have going on, the cost of living crisis, the um, oil crisis, and all that kind of stuff, and just how things are kind of playing out. I sometimes I try to put my brain to kind of see what is potentially happening down the line, and for me, I was thinking about it's crazy to think how much. Let's say the British government has spent on this conflict when when it goes that it doesn't have money. Currently, right now, the British government is always talking about, oh, we don't have money. We can't raise we can't raise the uh, um, um, this thing, the salary of of doctors, nurses, of of, of people in the NHS, um, those those in various other services, uh, real workers, and stuff like that. We can't raise their the income. We can't we can't raise the salary because it's going to cause an inflation. But you have the government spending billions in military expend in military expenditure and also civilian expenditure 
to support Ukraine. And this is not me trying to say our government should have been involved in supporting Ukraine, whatever the case. No, for me, it is the optics looks a bit odd. You can't be telling the people of the country that are going through a hard time with the cost of living that they don't, you don't have money. But you can always find a few billions here and there to spend on war and spend on military equipment and stuff like that. And for me, it just, if, if, even the US, even the US government has spent a lot of money on this current conflict in Ukraine. I think, I think the last figure I saw was about some 50 billion plus that the American government has spent. And it's spent on different things that I mean, economic support, and I mean, military, military support, weapons, and all that kind of stuff. The weapons are out, I mean, the weapons spend is always the highest in a sense. And I mean, you can have about a good 12, 15 billion of, the, of that, of that 50 billion plus is spent on weapons. And I'm thinking like, who, who, who are the people that are actually gaining? The military industrial complex is gaining a good amount of money out of that. Various other services are like aligned to that is gaining out of that. And you can't keep doing this when you have people in your country going hungry. And you keep coming out saying it is what it is. You can't find a way to support them, but and with with the cost of living crisis that's going on right now, and it's looking to be it's looking to to pick up a lot more steam, especially with the gas bills looking to quadruple, double or quadruple for some people in the next coming months because of the uh, I'm just in the cap that's been lifted. A lot of people are going to struggle. Unfortunately, a lot of people are going to die during winter because people would have to choose either between heating their houses or feeding themselves. And people are going to be stuck and people are going to have to make that kind of decision. In a country that is claimed to be one of the one of the richest countries in the world, it's crazy that, the, that that's the choice people are making right now and are going to have to make into winters. And not people just make, not adults making those choices for themselves, but also making those choices for the children. That's going to be really mental. But then, I mean, that was what I was thinking about. I was like, okay, like what's really going on there and stuff like that. And then we had the president of Ukraine and his wife doing a, <laughs> a Vogue, a Vogue interview. For me, that just caps that just caps it for me how so out of touch some people can be. Because here you have the president and his wife doing a couple Vogue photo shoot. All, all kind of like, you know what I mean? It, 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 just, it just looked wrong. I remember the day I saw the post. I remember the first day I saw it. I was like, what the hell? I'm not surprised. It's just, it's, it's just, can't people not think about how things look? How things look, things could look, things don't, sometimes things don't look right. And I wonder how many filters there are before people make the decision just to go ahead and do something. Zelensky is, he's been everywhere. This man has been everywhere since this conflict started. This man has been everywhere you turn, he's been there. Everywhere that has wanted this man to show up to have a talk, he's been there. In front of every television, in front of every 
every group of people. He's been there. He's been in front of the U.S. Congress. He's been in front of the EU Parliament. He's been in front of, of, of the U.N. Is it the Canfin Festival? He's been in front of them. World Economic Forum. He's been in front of all of these big stages. And then I saw a comment that just, that, that just solidifies it all for me. That solidifies the way I was thinking about it. This man, he's an actor. That is his original. He's an actor. That is his bread and butter. He's an actor that became a president. Because he played, I think he played the president in a movie. And then, which is why I'm not surprised that this is the route. He goes down. He goes down the route of being in front of every single TV that he can use to generate, and I put in quotation, generate support for Ukraine. But this photo shoot just looks wrong. It just looks wrong. In a sense, it romanticizes conflict. That is what we're looking at right now. The romanticization of war. Because this photo shoot just spells it out. All the images that came out of this photo shoot says it. Just It's just blatant to see. And for me, this is a very, very... It's, it's, it's very, very nasty. Because then the question that becomes, who is allowed to do something like this? Is it just accessible for white European or I mean, white-looking people to do stuff like this? Or white leaders to do stuff like this? Because I don't see Vogue going to the Middle East to go, to go meet leaders that are fighting that are potentially fighting against the US and other and, 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 and other other major superpowers involvement in the country. I don't see them doing that. I don't see them going to those brown countries or those black countries. I don't see them going to go do that. That's why this looks wrong. And I'm going to say, this is just me. And I might be wrong. If I was a soldier in the front line fighting for my country, and I have my president doing a Vogue cover. I'll be pissed. I'll be pissed. I'm not going to be out here taking bullets, trying to fight for the safety of my country. And here you have my president. Goes everywhere in front of a fucking camera. It's cool. But then doing a Vogue interview that has the portrayal of you romanticizing war. Nah, it just, it just, it just looks nasty. It looks nasty. And that's why this war as it's playing out with with as as things go along, I'm just it's losing it's losing public interest. A lot of people were turned off because of this. A lot of people were turned off because of this, because of the way it looks. It just did not look good for people. And I hope we don't see more of this. Because we don't need to romanticize war. War is brutal. Yes, you don't have to be in the front line every single day to be in a war. But war is brutal. And the last thing we need to do is, in any sense, romanticize it. Because those that are dying for it are not getting the benefit of you romanticizing war. They are just dying for it. And we can't let this just keep happening. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's just not, it's, it's just not the one. It's just not the one. So for me, that's just my take on that. 
And I, I'm still going to be keeping my ear out and just kind of listen to what is going on with the whole Ukraine-Russia conflict. Because this is massive on a geopolitical stage. This is massive. And let's not forget, China is watching. China is paying attention to what is going on. And we have them looking at Taiwan and other places. This is not the end of this. So yeah, that's that's interesting. That's that's just my take on that. Um, and in a sense, this kind of leads to just in general, the whole cost of living crisis in the UK, linked to oil, linked to Russia. But looking at how a lot of this massive oil companies are raking in a killing a killing but this oil companies are blaming it on oh because of the war in uh, um, ukraine and russia they're finding it harder than that but these companies are raking in billions in just the last quarter q2 shell reported a profit of 10 billion between april and june 10 billion other other company um the company that owns british gas i think they call centricar reported i think 1.3 billion pounds in profit and these profits are going to either going to pay a bit of shareholders off and are just being siphoned offshore but you have the british people that are struggling already with the price cap that was just lifted that and also will be lifted in the coming in the coming few months and then lifted again towards the end of the year you have them already struggling People are already making that decision between having to hit the house or eat. But you have these companies, few companies that are digging natural resources. They are digging natural resources and making a fucking killing out of this. But are not being taxed properly. For me, the debate right now comes down to tax. The debate on most of the key issues affecting society comes down to taxation our tax system or most tax systems in majority of so-called western countries are broken are broken because they are written by those in those high FTSE whatever companies or those those massive companies are the ones that write the tax laws for our politicians because our politicians are beholden to them so we are always going to be screwed because we the people are not the ones that they're worried about. We the people are not the ones the politicians are worried about. The people are worried about, I mean, the politicians are worried about those that pay their bills, which ain't us. The few, the few, I mean, the 80,000 pounds or whatever they pay, we pay our politicians in the UK. Ain't what most of them are worried about. Most of them are worried about the big donors. Those that are going to support them. That's what this is about. And that's why we need to be very vigilant. Things are going to change. There is going to be an uproar. If people are squeezed so much, there's going to be public chaos. Things are going to break down. Rules are going to break down. And then we'll be in a, we'll be in a very, very tricky position. Because when you start having people come on the street, like we had in the in, in, in 2010s, then it's going to be a different ball game. It's going to be a different ball game. But yeah, that's just my take on that as well. And that's just what I wanted to kind of talk about in 
this episode. But I do need to find a way to switch up my mind. <laughs> but yeah, in um, hopefully in coming episodes, I'm looking to bring in a couple of guests to talk about um, a variety of topics that we've um, we've had in mind for a bit to talk about. So that's something I'm looking forward to doing. And I hope you guys will enjoy those as well, um, those conversations I have with people. But until then, thank you for listening. I'm your host, again, Paul Logboy. And until next time, peace out.